G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. Learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Welcome to the greatest podcast of all time, which is entitled The New Day. on that one too you you really felt it baby i am xavier woods aka austin creed and i am a man back in what 2012 who would be known as big e langston hey that's 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 all right that's an all right ring name you know what i mean that's what they used to call me Big E Langston. It, it starts kind of Big E, then Langston. Takes you on a journey. But as many of you who are loyal listeners to this damn podcast already know, one day when I was minding my business, out here planting my seeds, growing my crops, living my life with my people, one day a dirty, despicable colonizer came through came through with the blankets with all kinds of diseases on them, came through and took what I built, took what I created, what I crafted, took my identity, took what meant so much to me, the very core of my being, of how I am, of how I see the world, of how, how I live, how I exist in this world. And they took that from me, they snatched it from me, and I can never get it back. No one can ever take away that pain. No one can ever undo that harm, that great harm. And so now I am only known as Big E, but what happened to the Langston? What happened to my family? The Langston family? I need to, I need to do an, an Ancestry.com. <laughs> I need to do a, what is it, 23 Me, whatever it's called. <laughs> All the DNA to find the Langston clan. Langston family, hit me up. DM me, uh, hit me up to somehow email me, find a way to contact me so we can have a family reunion so I can feel whole again. So this great divide, this great absence in my heart can be sealed up and closed and I can move on with my life. So yeah, I'm just biggie now. Hey, can I, before Kofi introduced himself, can I ask, so are you saying that when they took your last name, you lost all contact with your family? All, all contact, that's how it works. <laughs> okay. okay. They didn't know who you they were? Do, they were cut off, yep. Okay. Langston family, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened to them. I lost all memory of them, too. I'm a man with, with no family right now. Damn. A man with no connections. That's, that's real. Just Big E. How would you like to live like that? It hurts. You know, and I, I got to walk around every day like, like I'm fine. I gotta walk around every day like nothing wrong with me. Look at me. You can tell something is wrong with me. It's all over my face. I can't, I can't even hide it. I try, but there's a lot wrong with me. And it all starts with Langston. And it'll end with Langston, you hear? And, and, and I'm Kofi Kingston. No, I mean, can I get a story one time? 
There's not. Look, you took up all the intro time. You know. Yeah, we gotta get to the guest. We gotta get to the guest. E. I, I I get I get chastised in the uh, side chat for uh for, for drawing out my baby. Daryl chastised me. Ah, oh, I can't with you. And, and you go on these these diatribes. You don't get nothing. You know. Yeah. So I got. I feel like I got to keep mine brief. You took up all the time. I don't want Daryl yelling at me because of the time that you took up. So I'm Kofi Kingston. That's that's fine. You are Kofi Thank Kingston. You. I don't want to judge you. Now to to our guest, mm. this this individual is is more. I was gonna say woman, but she's more than just a woman. More than a woman. Yeah, break it down now. This woman here is a living legend, an icon. Today we are pleased to be joined by PWI's number one woman in all of the land of 2020. She was number one, she sat alone. This woman is the first ever WWE Women's Triple Crown Champion. The first ever WWE Women's Grand Slam Champion. Mm. She is a role model to many and a role model to me. She is near and dear to all of you. And she lives, she has an address in your hearts. She receives mail in your hearts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Bailey. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh my wow. God. I thought you were about to give out my address. Like, well, I just wanted to have you on real quick to uh, shout you out. <laughs> Your social security <laughs> number coming up in about 10 minutes. <laughs> oh my God. I don't have a last name either, Biggie. That's true. I don't but have a family either. You never, well, you never had one, so I feel like you've, you've, you know, you had time. I never had you were... a family, or like... <laughs> <laughs> you just, you just got dropped by the storks next to the fire. Somebody's been doing that. Just in the grass and just grew up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that beautiful intro. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Yes, it was. Uh, thank you. I feel like. Um, you know, most of us, I always say, I don't care about the PWI list because I'm never going to do well. But if I was number one, <laughs> I, would, I would make shirts. <laughs> it would be in my Twitter bio. <laughs> yes. I'm the number one wrestler in all the land. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. That's how we start everything. So that's, that's got to be pretty cool, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, and like you said, it's just whatever. Whenever you think about it throughout the years, um, especially when I was number 70 or something, I'm like, who cares? It's not a big deal. It's not, who, who makes those up anyway until you're number one? And I'm like, yeah, you guys see the PWI? <laughs> <laughs> on the front of the magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. number one. Oh, That's something I can always have. <laughs> Very important. It's one of the, the top things that you want to accomplish, accomplish in wrestling. So. <laughs> Legit. Right. What is that like? So obviously, like all of us are wrestlers and we're trying to do the best that we can at all times. But like you've been going to shows since you were a little kid and you were what, like 11. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. to be someone who is obviously like loves wrestling as much as you do to see yourself on the cover of like a wrestling magazine and then to be called like number one in the world. Like, what is that? Does it, does it do anything to you and your in your heartstrings or is it just like, yeah, of course I am. Of course I am. Yeah, it does. Like, I think if this happened five years ago, I'd be crying ever since, you know, because it's so cool. Because I used to buy those magazines. I used to, um, I mean, I would get the, the WWE magazine sent to me. I had the subscription, but I would go to Walgreens or whatever grocery store and I would see, you know, like The Rock or Stone Cold on the cover of this magazine that I had no idea what it was. 
until I realized it's like PWI. So it's, I used to buy them all the time, not knowing why there's so many different wrestlers in there. Cause it was all the indie guys or um, different promotions, different companies. I had no idea who these people were. So it's kind of how I learned about different wrestlers and different companies. So it's when I think about that, when I finally realized that I was like, okay, it's pretty cool because, you know, someone can pick it up and not have any idea who, who I am and then read about me and read my article or uh, it's something that I could always be proud of, I guess, because I've never been on a freaking cover of a magazine before. <laughs> Thanks a lot, WWE. <laughs> <laughs> so to know that that's like, that's, that's the vibe. Like, you know, you, like you just said, somebody might pick that up and go, oh, cool. Like, who's this? And then they learn about you. Like when we were back in NXT, uh, so Izzy was a huge part of, of like the people in the audience, like when they focused on Izzy and how she was just like obsessed with you and had like the side pony and the shirt and she's crying when you and Sasha are fighting and stuff, like knowing that that you kind of started out like in that same vein, is it cool to see like the, the wheel keep going? Yeah, that's what really like, um, I think pushed me a little bit more to not really, you know, when I, when I wanted to become a wrestler, I just wanted to, to do it. And I just thought it looked so fun. I just wanted to be in a ring I just wanted to, I don't know, be seen as this big superhero. But once I realized Izzy was probably like the first girl, um, I was just talking about this the other day, um, that I looked through the curtain and I could see her. She was like a little freaking girl, just over the guardrail, just watching the women's match. And that was the first time that I realized like, whoa, we're really impacting little kids and little girls and uh, making a difference and making them want to be a part of it because, you know, you didn't really see that. I, when I grew up, nobody as in the girls thought wrestling was cool. I was the only one, um, at least in my school, in my area. So once that started happening, I was like, okay, let's, I, I paid more attention to them. I made sure to have like at least one special moment with each like little girl that's wearing a ponytail or has a headband on or whatever it was. And then when, when the stuff with Izzy happened, it was like, I think Hunter and the audience just were so, whoa, this is special. This is cool. It could show what we're all about. It could show what Bailey's all about. So she definitely like helped my, so crazy to say that an <laughs> eight-year-old or whatever helped my career. But at that time, yeah, she was um, just somebody that was, I could finally see where really William Regal told me this at my tryout, that I could be, that the little girls were basically my audience, that that was who I was going to reach out to and inspire and, and, be the one to be like, oh, I want to be like her because I guess I look like a 12-year-old or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like me. <laughs> he looks just like me. If she can do it at 10 years old, so can I. <laughs> like, actually, I'm 25, ma'am. Yeah. I have bills, okay? Yeah, yeah. I pay my taxes. Yeah. That's so true, though, too, is that, like, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of times at the airports, right, like, I know that I have literally, like, watched people grow up you know, because they'll come to the airports with their uh, autographs and signs and you see those people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for for the whole like Izzy kind of like storyline to play out on television, I feel like it really gave people like uh, a, a real life just kind of insight on the impact that we have on a lot of like young people, you know, like to let when you like look, Izzy now, like she kind of like towers over the railing, you know what I'm saying? So when you're talking yeah. about looking through the curtain and you're seeing her like with her hands there and just kind of like barely peeking over and like her chin just peeking over the top of it. Like we all got to see her like grow up and become a fan. And even now she's like doing stuff on the Indies now too. Right. Which is crazy. I know, so crazy. I mean, so it's she was just, just on uh, the bump the other week. 
What? Was he really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh so my when she signs a contract with WWE, I want a piece of it. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Get your cut. Yeah, I feel like it was like that with a lot of fans and us in NXT during that time. Like you, got, like it's such a small, you know, full sale was such an intimate setting, you know, and we were so um, boxed in where you know we weren't really seen by the large, larger audience yet but it felt like we were all growing up together. They were watching us grow up and we were watching these same 200 people come in and grow out, grow up throughout the years with us. So it's, it was really, really crazy. But now, yeah, it's just a totally different. She's like her own, you know, superstar now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of NXT, I want to take it back uh, even further. So we go back to FCW. So you talked about having your trout and William Regal saying that to you. Uh, whenever we have people on that have gone through like the FCW developmental process, we try to get like, what was going on in your head at certain times? So like when you came in for your trout and you got signed up to like where you are now, what has the transition been like to becoming more mature, to understanding wrestling more, to understanding your position like in the company and how you can use it to help your own audience, to help yourself? Like what's that process been like for you? So my tryout was in LA and it was, they had a warehouse out there. It was a three-day tryout. So I hadn't even seen FCW. I haven't been there. I, I, you know, I only seen it on pictures or uh, short videos or whatever. But when I, like my first day when I got there, I just remember thinking it was, you know, the it was all, all the walls were black and it was like a little grungy. Like I liked it, but there were three rings and I was just so, I was in such awe, but there's so many people because it's kind of small and we were packed with all these people and I was already intimidated. I would say that the main thing that, you know, I've realized throughout the years is just kind of being comfortable in my own skin and just realizing um, that I didn't have to be this big old diva or model, which is what I was really scared of. I think my, one of my first days was remember those, um, remember they would bring in all the writers and like Hunter and they would have matches on the fly or promos on the fly or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we all had to dress up, but since it was my first week, I wasn't involved in it. I just had, they just said, wear something presentable. And I wore, (laughs) I bought this dress that I thought was going to get get me noticed. And I, they made me go change because I was showing like way too much cleavage. <laughs> much like I was not me at all. I just thought it was what they wanted. So yeah. they, I remember them pulling me aside. They're like, you need to change. You need to what you're wearing. It's unacceptable. And I was like, what do you guys want from me? Um, it, it, it was, I was so unsure of where I was going to fit and how, what was going to happen. I was pretty sure I was going to get fired within a couple months, but in that first month too, I don't know if big if you guys were together yet, but um, AJ and Dolph were on one of our shows, and I don't know if you guys were like a, a trio yet. But she she like pulled me aside and gave me this long talk about being myself and meeting the company halfway, and you know somewhere in the middle you're gonna find who you are and how it's gonna work. So that that was like when I just had the whole epiphany of okay, let me just let me just be me. And, and try to figure it out and do the best that I can and just wrestle. And that was like kind of how the transition went. But it took a long while for me to feel comfortable with being me there and not trying to put on a show. And then now when I look back, I just wish that I was me from the beginning because it took a long time. But I don't know. It, yeah. It's I would say it's just been a long trial and error of me just being like, just be yourself and you're going to be okay. <laughs> And yeah. if you're not, then at least you had fun being you and you weren't just under right. pressure and weird, right. feel weird this whole time. Definitely. Because I feel like a lot of us, when we come through, like when we get there that first like week, first like couple of months, sometimes like a first year, like we're just kind of like shy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because you might know a person or two there or like you may have wrestled them on the indies but like unless you had like friends there already it's always like oh hey how's it going it's my first day yeah i know how to bump uh and i think i'm pretty good and then it's like okay cool have this like hour-long match at practice at 8 a.m it's like oh wait what yeah. Uh, yeah and there's no people here except my peers which is like this craziest thing to do like because there's it's not like a regular audience so you can't just like mess around and get them to cheer and stuff and so like going through that process and for for me personally seeing you go from like super shy and trying to figure yourself out to when we finally got to um uh to the nxt building and then and you started doing all the, the super fan stuff yeah it all turned into like what it what it eventually became but like i loved watching that process because you could tell like when you started doing it like this is this is you yeah, that was a part of me just being myself, like, and we all, everybody always talks, talks about Dusty, but, you know, he just had that, that eye for finding whatever was special inside of everybody and just blowing that up when it wasn't even something that I thought could work. And I just, you know, I think one of the first uh, promos he had me do was with Summer. And it was literally just go up there and talk about Summer Ray, just stare at her and talk about her. And it, I, I was like, in what way, like, do you want me to is am I in love with her? Am I, you know, a big fan of hers? Am I not like, I don't know. So I just started talking about her and putting her over basically. And, and that was kind of how it came about. And I was like, Oh, I could just be me from when I was 12 years old or 13 year old. And that was how, how it all worked. But you're right. I didn't know anybody. I think you're one of the first people I met because Paige, I knew Paige from shimmer like a couple years before that. But I didn't know anybody. The one person I did know, sadly, got released my, my first week. Yeah. And I was like, no. It's the worst feeling. <laughs> it's me to everybody. So I was at least had her, you know, by my side. That was someone you really wanted to help you out. <laughs> Obviously, when I think of transitions, um, I I feel like you established one of the most identifiable characters with your babyface run. But your last year and change has been incredible. And I think it can be so difficult. I think so many of us as fans, uh, and I consider myself a fan, uh, when we watched you, was like, this is Bailey. This is the Bailey we know with the floaty guys. And for you to have this last run uh, has just been a pleasure to watch as a fan. So can you talk about the process and when you decided like, hey, I need a change here and how you ended up where you ended up? Yeah, I think because I just did that whole character for so long and I was, as much as it was me, I had to, it, it all felt kind of real with my age and what I was doing in my life and where I was in my career, literally growing up, started as a, you know, super bubbly baby face. I was in awe to be there and just like a little kid and a ponytail. But I felt when I was, you know, I felt myself growing up from you know, having these championship matches in NXT to winning the title in, in Brooklyn to kind of being, you know, the leader of the locker room once Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky got called up. Like, it was it was a real gradual growth, like a real-life thing. But once, you know, it, it took a couple of years, but I kept feeling like it was time for a change, and I just didn't want to be the same character, the same person for, for the rest of my career. I just I felt like I had more to give. And then... Um, but I didn't think that they were ever going to give me that chance until it was, you know, I had this random thing where I hit Becky with a chair and then it was just kind of like this. And I, I <laughs> the last hell in a cell, I, I cried when I lost the title and I was like, I can't come back the same person. 
So I really fought for the change and for everything to kind of just take my career in a different direction. And it's been, it honestly was the scariest, but the best decision that I've ever made. And I'm so happy that they were, they allowed me to do that. I just feel like I did this first seven years of my WWE career. I really dedicated it to the fans and gave them, I gave back to the little kid me and what I wanted and how I believed in my heroes. Like I wanted to be that for, for the kids. But I feel like this end of my career is now just about me. And now I'm going to do what I need to do to get to that next level. I can't be down here anymore. Like I needed to get to the next level. I needed to, in a way, kind of just be like, I don't care about them. I care about me and what I'm going to do to succeed. And it, and it just kind of fit perfectly in crazy, crazy pandemic world that we were living in in this past whole year with no fans. It just kind of fit perfectly for me when I finally shut off the fans. It was just like, all right, I don't need you guys anymore. I did what I did for you guys. I did what I could. Now I need to focus on me because now I didn't even have to pay attention to them. It was just, I could focus on me. There's nobody in the arenas. There's a focus on my opponents and my character. So it just kind of felt um, like the perfect time. And it just kind of worked out for me this year where I can really just focus in on what I needed to do to become a different performer, but also make sure I'm at that level and at that, uh, that people see me in that light where I'm up here, you know? Yeah. I, I really, I didn't even think about that. The fact that during this pandemic with no crowds, I gotta say, as far as dance partners are concerned this last decade or so, I don't know if they're any better than you and Sasha, as far as being partners or being, you know, butting heads. Uh, you guys are incredible and you make broke both sides work so well. And it's clear that your bond really shows through when you're, cause I, I always think like you tend to have some of your best matches with your best friends. I think there's more trust there. And then when you guys are, you know, the promos together, uh, all the ding dong stuff. Uh, <laughs> you guys were like the pandemic MVPs. And you were because you were, as the women's tag team champions, you're doing Raw and SmackDown every single week. And you guys are having too? long promos. Oh, and NXT yeah. as well. And you're doing it all, man. Crushing it. Doing everything. Yeah. Um, long promo segs, matches and everything. Um, but was it clear as soon as you met Sasha that the two of you gelled? that this would be something or did it take a while to find your footing? Well, actually, as far as um, like our personal friendship, that took longer than anything, you know, because we're such different people. And it, and it was like, when we first had our match, like Woods said earlier in FCW, they literally threw us in a ring and was like, all right, have a match. <laughs> but they gave us five minutes, but it was in front of all the coaches. And luckily none of my peers were there yet it was just the empty arena but with coaches and stuff and we say this story all the time but it was literally five minutes on the fly have a match and it was with her so we just had I swear up until that I think that was like the best match I've ever had you know I was on the indies for like four and a half years but I'm pretty sure that was the best match I ever had and I just couldn't believe that we just pulled it off in five minutes um and it was I just was like man she's gonna help me get better I can I can freaking wrestle this girl. She's like, she was never out of place. You know, a lot of the girls that I worked with, I just felt like not, not in a bad way, but I felt like I was better than them already. So I was just like, this girl's awesome. She's going to help me so much. She's someone that I can, um, you know, push myself with, but in the ring, we always felt like that. So then we were working matches all the time, all the time, whether it was in tag matches or against each other, we had a million dark matches in NXT before we even started getting on TV. But 
it took a while for us to realize that we could be friends. I think it was, we were both kind of like standoffish <laughs> with each other <laughs> until <laughs> it was weird. It was like, man, she, she, I think she just didn't want to be my friend or she already had friends there because she was there before me. But once we started learning that we were both like dorks, like we loved wrestling since we were 10 years old and the way we grew up together, I think that's when it started being, you know, all right, she's kind of cool. All right, we'll talk a little bit more. And we kind of like found our characters at the same time. So that was very helpful with each other. When we would have promos, we can use each other and we could be in each other's promos and we could, we helped find each other. So I'm so lucky. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have done that whole pandemic year with anybody else. Yeah. It's like, we talk about it all the time about like chemistry and uh, how important it is to, you know, have chemistry with the people that you are in the ring with, whether they're on your team or whether you're going up against them. And it just like, it just shows, you know what I mean? And going back to Echo E sentiments about, you know, you uh, and Sasha being the the pandemic heroes, I I got, it was such uh, a joy to see like you blossom in this pandemic era. You know what I mean? Like, just like you, you felt, you could just, see how you were just getting so much more comfortable because I think you know like for me they, they were like oh you're gonna be a lifelong baby face just like Ricky Steamboat and I'm just like oh like cool compliment but like don't put me in a box you know what I'm saying like if I want to yeah, do something exactly. else allow me to do something else so like seeing that transit seeing that happen with you was like oh man like the, you know well Bailey's gonna be this lifelong baby face you know and now you're you're obviously not and you're so good at like doing the opposite and and it, and it just seems like just so natural you know uh and again going back to the chemistry with you and Sasha every time you guys get in there together whether it's a promo that you guys are like going back and forth with each other uh, at each other or you know teaming up and going up against somebody else it just feels so just so natural and um you know you just you just love to see it you know you love to see people just like and, and ironically enough I thought like that it was a shame that people weren't in the crowd to be able to appreciate that. But then, like you said, like to, to not have them there, like helped you take your game up even, even more so, so that by the time that we do have crowds, like the story's already set, you know what I'm saying? There's not going to be any like yeah. confusion and you've settled in and it's just, it's really, really, really cool to see. Yeah. I think it did. I think the the quietness of the arenas or whatever, if, if I was by myself, it wouldn't have been that fun, but I have my best friend that I can banter with and be an idiot with. Yeah. on tv you know and no one could stop us because yeah. there's nobody there to stop us do you remember when i first when i first turned and we went on a tour or something i think like that week after and i was on the baby face bus and you were like what are you doing on this bus you don't belong Get here anymore. you turned on us you're supposed to be like me you're like the lasting baby faces that's it you know <laughs> You Supposed turned on me. I was like, I could, I think Charlotte was on the other bus and like we should, it, it was yeah, just like, I was trying to do my best to be separated, but you were no. not letting me down. Get your ass <laughs> off the baby face. Oh, he lies. I was like, mean, I'm so rules sorry. So. <laughs> no, it was all in, so much crap. It was all, it was all in jest though. But I honestly, like, I love to see it. And uh, like, speaking of that, you know, so I, I, I wanted to go through like this, it's going to get a little bit weird at this point because there's a lot of like, like, like parallels between like your career and my career. Number one, obviously like, you know, people telling us that we could only be one thing and then, you know, breaking the mold and getting to do something else. You know, we got to work uh, a little heel with my boys over there in the new day and everything. It was, you know, good times and everything. But more importantly, I want to talk more about like uh, 
looks. Okay. So, uh, in order to like, try and like draw some heat, you know, I wanted to like, uh, make my hair, just make, wear my hair in obnoxious ways, you know? So I'm putting my hair in pigtails. I'm like, you know, you can't, you can't cheer for a, a man with pigtails. You know, you gotta do that. You know, I'm like, Oh, let me put my hair in a high ponytail. And then come to find out like, that was your look. I'm like, Oh, okay, that, well, Bailey's doing that. I mean, she's down on the NXT roster. You know, there shouldn't be any, like, you know, any, any butting of the heads or anything like that. It's like, okay. Oh my cool. God. You know? So then uh, you, you know, go to the, your transition to the, the, the heel role, completely redid your hair. You know what I'm saying? Cutting, cutting your hair in like the, uh, the bob, for lack of a better term, you know, it was a, a bob, I guess. And uh, <laughs> so for me, every now and then I get like, at least like once or twice a year, I get real bored in the middle of the night. I get these urges to cut my hair. So I'll put my hair up in a ponytail. I'll take a pair of scissors and I'll just cut like the excess, you know? So earlier this year, I just randomly cut it and I cut it, like I cut too much slack. And then when my hair came down, it was like really, really short. It was long in the front, short in the back. I'm like, oh my God, I have a bob. Like barely has a bob, you know? <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, this is, this is weird. This is, this is weird. Um, and then uh, like during the pandemic, I started listening to a little bit of Cardi B. And there's a song, I think, uh, Press, where she comes out and she goes, ding dong. It must be the whip that I ordered, you know? So I'm like, oh, it'd be really cool if like we came through the curtain and we just started saying ding dong, you know? Come to oh find out, God. like it's your thing, you know? I'm just like, oh, yeah. I can't, I can't do that. I don't know what made me go on and like search to see if anyone did, anyone said ding dong in promos or anything. And sure enough, like you come up like, of course she did. Okay, so she beat me to that too. So then uh, recently now too, um, I decided to uh, change up my look a little bit and I was going back and forth about it. I, I, I was uh, thinking about taking my kick pads off and I got real skinny legs. You know what I'm saying? I got chicken legs. You know, I'm not going to lie. It is what it is. No calves. It's all good. But uh, I decided, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and represent for all the people with skinny legs out there. Go ahead and take these kick pads off. Now I'm rocking capris. Hell in the cell. Just now with you and uh, Sasha, you came out wearing the capris. Oh, like, my, oh my God. This is like two weeks before I, did, I literally, I gave Surratt the measurements and then I look on TV and there you are with the Capris. I'm like, not again, you know? Oh my you know, God. Weird little like parallels, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, yeah. it's, it's weird. I mean, like you are from Cali, right? You know, yeah. you and your family are from California. Uh, you moved to Austin. Uh, I was in Cali. Uh, we went to Cali for a brief period of time to be closer to family. And then we moved to Austin, you know? And then you're you following moved. me. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whole career. The whole career is in reverse. He's been <laughs> it's it's really, it's really, really straight. There's like so many of these like little parallels. And then uh we were thinking about moving back to Cali and we were joking about it, like we just moved to uh to Austin, we're gonna move back to Cali. We didn't end up doing it, but then you move from Austin back to Cali. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. uh, it's just, it's just weird, man. So that is weird. it's like That's weird, like little like parallels. It's a lot. And I started like thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? Now I got to like write these down and this is really weird, but I had to like, I had to get it off my chest, Bailey, you know? Well, for, I want to say thanks because nobody thinks like that or not. I mean, not, obviously <laughs> not nobody, but <laughs> as far as like when I was in a NXT and you wouldn't wear a freaking ponytail because I was like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes others don't really care. They just like, oh, I'm going to do it anyway, or whatever it is, Very whether true. it's a look yeah. or Time to um, change. move yeah. or whatever it is. So thank you for that. That's so sweet. Come on, but I'm not now. stalking you, dude. Are you stalking me? I don't Please know. Way way right. ask. Like, I am, so, I, yeah. am I stalking you? Or are you uh, like, me? what's yeah. happening? Are you I don't sure? know. It's like a full, it's a, just a cycle. 
It is weird. That's Coach, weird. before you before you gave Surat the measurements for the capris, did you ask him what Bailey's next set was going to be? <laughs> I, saw, I saw I saw your gear on the desk. Yeah. I said, "Oh, is that? Ba- oh, that looks a little short. Looks like some capris." Surat, let me get these measurements. Measure around my calves for a minute, dude. My um, so I wasn't I wasn't planning on doing like capris or whatever, and it was um, Surat doesn't do my gear, but. I just felt like I needed to be in a street fight or whatever. I felt like we were, this is my first time inside of any type of cage. So I just wanted to have at least a different look. And tonight I had my gear guy put spandex because they're regular jeans. So I had him just pull them up and put spandex on around the ankle so that I could pull them up and they'll stick around my, my fat calves. We have the opposite calves, you know? (laughs) But then I felt it was going to keep coming down in the match. So I put, you remember old school where you put the the hair ties around it? Yeah. Oh, my God. You guys remember that? I, we had like weird pants that you could unzip at the knees to make shorts. Oh, yeah, we had that too. But we used to put um, hair ties around our pants to either like make them look, I don't know, to make them like capris or just, it was a weird style. But I did that for the match, and when I took them off, like my there's the biggest indent in my, <laughs> in my calves and my shins. I swear it hurt till like the next day. So bad. Yeah, I love stuff like so that because no one would ever realize. Like no. you went through this crazy match, and you're like, oh my god, but these hair ties on my legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my feet are going numb. Yeah. <laughs> Why are Bailey's legs turning blue? <laughs> Yeah, it hurts so bad. So stupid. To take it out of wrestling for a quick second, um, we caught wind that you uh, were captain of your high school varsity basketball team. Ooh, you got You got some skills? You got some cross-up skills? Yeah, dude. Um, Dang, who did we play? Who did I play with before? Well, don't ask Titus because I played Titus once and how am I supposed to beat Titus? But... I am pretty good at basketball. That was like, this is not a really cocky. I'm really good at basketball. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm number one PWI and I'm really good yeah, at basketball. And, and I'm good at basketball. I almost beat Titus. I, I just loved it. I was a super, super tomboy. I played sports and all that stuff, but basketball was my number one. Played it throughout middle school, high school. And um, I actually made varsity my sophomore year. So I was already like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna take this team over. And my coach was... <laughs> My coach was a, a ch- like a chick that was just, she was so hard on me. Like she was, she pushed my ass like crazy. She was also my English teacher and she did not let me fail any classes. She made me do cross country and track on my off season so that I could oh. stay in shape for basketball. What'd you do in track? In track, I did a 400 meter relay oh, and then okay. um, the long jump and triple jump, which I'm not good at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see you triple jump now. <laughs> oh my God. I was just showing my nephew the other day, actually, because he was like, look, I can jump far. And he was jumping like from one end onto the couch. I'm like, that's called a long jump. And I had to show him. And then I had to show him the triple jump and my knees are just like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Not again. Yes, anymore. <laughs> yeah. What's the other one called? Not pole vaulting, but you ju- you just jump Javel? over the oh oh the high the one where you arch backwards. Yeah, they try to make me do that too, but I was like, no, I was so bad. I can't jump, guys. I can't do a freaking drop kick. That's one of my that that's a journey that I'm having for my past. How many high jump? There we go. Thank okay. you. <laughs> a journey since the beginning of my wrestling career is to learn how to drop kick. So I'm working on it. Okay. Oh my God. So is that going to be like the big mania 
Retirement match. Save it for your retirement match. Retirement match. Yeah. 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 As soon as you land, your hips just explode. You just lay on the ground. That's it. I did it. Yeah. Picture perfect. Slow mo dropping in the chair. Oh my god! I know. Wait, waiting for you to get up and cheer, but you're just stuck on the ground. Just crawl to the cover. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, I was anyway. I was a captain, and I was very proud of that. And I, I don't think I was too good at. I was just good at shooting. So, you know, they pass me the ball and I can freaking make a three pointer like that. And I could still shoot pretty well. So I'm pretty proud of that, but I don't know how good I would be with like dribbling and trying to get past the defender. Uh, have you seen Kofi and Woods play basketball? Well, let's not. Okay, there's no need for that. Well, I'm just there's saying. No, this, is a, this is about Bailey No, but I know Bailey I want here. to. This is about Bailey. This is about Bailey. This is about Bailey. Bailey. You, would, you would embarrass well, I would him. like to know. You know, I'm the guest, and I would like to know how a basketball right. game goes. They, they once played a basketball game. Uh, Kofi played against Miz, uh, and it was so bad. They played in front of, like, a, a, an enthusiastic group of kids who were all excited about it. And the display of the, the opposite of athleticism was so bad <laughs> That the kids walked away in disgust. Uh, oh I think Woods and Kofi have played can, a couple of games together that were abhorrent. I realize I'm bad, so I, I decided that's not my wheelhouse. Um, but I, uh, just in case, you, you are the best basketball player by far on this panel and would embarrass all of us. So, thank well, you. But I think we should bring a hoop. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You want to hoop at work? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, Actually, I, don't they have? I saw a basketball hoop in the hallway. They're they're trying to get us to uh, dunk in a yes. uh, in a pre-tape I mean, yeah. or something. Yeah, the Orlando Magic play there, so there's got to be at least one. Hello? No, they, took a, they send them all home. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh God, Wait, can Miz play? Miz is also horrible. Yeah, no, you you whoop Miz. You you whoop Miz. He actually, I think he was the captain of his basketball team though. So I mean, your team probably would have whooped his team if that. What's what school was he at though? I don't know. <laughs> and and, and he, so he says. I've never seen a picture or any kind of confirmation of this. This I don't know, but so yeah. no, I'm not a Miz where I was the captain and I wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, well, my team you. wasn't good actually. <laughs> I was okay, but my team we didn't win anything. We sucked. Damn. Yeah, I made it to the playoffs Damn. my sophomore year, and that was it. Graduating seniors. I mean, that's something. That's something. Yeah, we lost the first round. <laughs> <laughs> um, to 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 go back into Kofi talking about hair and bobs and things like that. So you've gotten into this uh, shaving things into the back of your head. So what mm-hmm. what brought that about? Was that what is that just that just an extra thing to to add on to bring more layers, or was there something that was the catalyst for that? So uh, Jackie from makeup is the one who cuts my hair. She was the first one to do it. And she just like, she's so cool. Whenever she has an idea, I was thinking we should go a little bit shorter. Maybe we can bring this a little bit longer and layer it up. So, And I'm just like, uh, okay. Like, I don't know anything about freaking anything about hair, makeup, fashion. Like, I don't know anything. So I just, I trust her and I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do it. Whatever. So what, the first time she started cutting it really short, I was like, oh no, that's way too short. <laughs> she, she's like, I'm not done yet. And then she fixed it. And I was like, oh, kind of look like a badass she's like you know it looked really cool if you shave the back of it and i was like all right i trust you dude let's do it she's like you want to shave it right now so she just oh. shaved the back of it and that was when the the maestros guys started coming and what's his name ghost the main guy he was still there and he was like we could always draw a design for you and so i just thought all right let me just try it i don't know so they think the first thing i put was i have the the eye of raw on the back of my neck 
So I just asked them to shave it and it looked so cool, but you couldn't see it in the match. In my head, I can like, <laughs> I can just see the shaved back of my head and a cool ass design. Like that's how I was going to look in my match. But then when I watched it back, you cannot tell. It all. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I just thought it was so cool. And then the guy that comes there now, Josh, he, he's so good with the designs and I, it's just some, something different. I guess I feel like I had, I'm still having to add all these layers to my character and to my look to kind of stand out. Cause I always like, you know, look different than everybody else because I had a freaking ponytail and tassels and ever all the girls had, had their hair down or colored hair or whatever but now I'm just trying to find different ways to make myself stand out and be different and it's kind of like a, a cool and funny way to express myself with whether it's the match or what I'm feeling or freaking I really want to write ding dong back there but there's not enough space <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just fun to do and it's I don't know it's kind of cool I guess and you know what's funny is that uh Taker's daughter or Michelle McCool would like text me and their daughter is a huge fan of mine and she started shaving stuff on the back of her head. So I'm like, if I can get oh. little kids to start shaving their head instead of It's whatever hairstyle you got, that's what they want to rock. Yeah. Well, they know this one because of the Bob Kof. If you get it, people are going to say it to you too. But they, what is this is called? Like the manager haircut or Karen haircut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Bailey out here because she wants to speak to the manager come on guys yeah but now, now i love it hey mission accomplished <laughs> you're rocking it successfully <laughs> so one thing that i'm curious about so when you you took the time to cut your hair you cut so much off so like for me i get terrified about cutting my hair, even like cutting the ends and Kof just reckless abandoned with a pair of scissors at three in the morning does whatever. Like, was it easy for you to make the choice to cut your hair or was it something you had to deal with for a while? Oh no. I, so it was always my idea when I was thinking of this character and this look that I wanted, I wanted to, <laughs> I don't look like this at all, but I wanted to have this Egyptian look to me, you know, like I wanted Egyptian eye makeup. I wanted Egyptian mm. colors, my gear to look Egyptian, Cleopatra. Uh, but it, yeah. But it all happened so fast that I had no time for to find the right gear. Um, I had no time to even put much thought into it. All I knew is that I wanted to cut my hair. So, cause I had to be the complete opposite of everything that I was. So I have to cut the hair off. And I was, I was kind of in shock the whole day and all the girls <laughs> in the locker room, they were, it was like a, it was an event, you know, all the girls came into the room and were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What? it was a big deal for everybody <laughs> and I was freaking out dude like the whole day I felt a little I just didn't feel like me and then toward almost before uh I debuted the new look and everything I had to go see Vince so he can approve of it but I'm like you have to approve of it because my hair's gone yeah. you know you, can, you better right. say it's nice <laughs> put it back grow it back out <laughs> snatch I went in there and like did a twirl, like I had to spin so we could see it. And, and it was so quiet for a little bit. I was like, dude, you, I hope you like it. And go back and I'm not doing extensions. Right. I would yeah. love that. Yeah. I would love that. Can you grow it back for the match? Yeah. <laughs> the match in an hour. That's so somebody. He said, I know that there's been people that have like dyed their hair and they'll go in there and say, like, oh, I don't like it. Change it back. Yep. And it's like, you, you need to wait <laughs> at least like, you know what I mean? Like a couple, at least, at least a couple weeks or your stuff might fall out. And it's like, no, yeah. just, I need it now. I was like, bro, come on, man. Chill. Dude, dude. I just said like um, recently before one of the pay-per-views, 
I had, so I started even, I know my hair is dark, but I started dyeing it like pitch black. I have dark brown hair, but I started doing it pitch black. And before one of the pay-per-views, I <laughs> went to full sale so that Jackie can dye my hair and it was raining outside. So when we were done, I put a um, plastic bag on my head so that, cause I was just going to go shower it off in my Airbnb, put a plastic bag, ran to my car because it was raining got to my Airbnb, was there for like, I was like, okay, 20 more minutes and I could rinse it off. But I kept the bag on and my head started burning. Oh yeah. I was like, oh. It increases, so yeah. I like, huh. Yeah. And then I sh- showered, took it all off. I thought it was the, I don't know. I was like, the color's burning me. The next day I'm sitting in catering and I'm like feeling oh, my head. No. And I thought it was clumps of dye just dried up. And I was sitting with Sasha and she was like, dude, did you, did you get staples in your head? So then I turned it into a joke, like, yeah, I got staples last week. How, I was wondering why you weren't in the training training room. She's like, what? Why did you get staples? <laughs> I made up the scenario, whatever match was, I think it was with like Oscar or something like Oscar gave me like the post and I my head hit it. And then I had to get stitches. She was freaking out. She's like, how did I not know about this? And then I started feeling bad. So I was like, nah, dude, it's not stitches. I think my stuff just dried up then i then it turned on me because the reason she thought it was stitches because it was bloody like my scalp was bloody <laughs> and it was stabbed i talked to jackie and she was like you weren't supposed to leave the plastic bag on the whole time it was just to get through the rain so i fried my freaking scalp oh my with God. this hair dye so bad That's and terrifying. like it was so disgusting flakes were coming out like throughout the days and I just felt like like when I was a kid and I had lice you know that's no joke man like those chemical burns man oh I'm learning I will say, uh, this is real dumb. I don't know. We were talking about notes to, to, to talk uh, to you about. And it's like, oh, we, we do this. Uh, it's become a highlight of my experience at oh, work. God. But uh, Bailey and I do this thing now. I don't know why it started, but where we try to sneak up on the other and yell <laughs> uh, the other's name at them as, as close to their face, as loud as we can. And uh, that's in the notes. I don't know what to do with that, but I thank you for this new <laughs> greeting that I have that I really enjoy. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I'm winning right now. Oh. You are. I haven't kept a tally or anything, but you definitely had the best one uh, yet. So, yeah, that's that's it. There's really not much more to that story, but I decided. <laughs> not, I, just, yes. I don't know how it started either. I feel like it was you, though. I feel like it was. I, I enjoy the awkward greetings. I have some awkward greetings. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a lot of it. Well, some people have of. cool handshakes and whatnot, and my memory and dexterity sucks. So I just I just make things weird with people. Um, that's <laughs> it. So I thank you for that. Um, thank you. No, thank you. We uh, we also have. <laughs> This is this is our ending. This is everybody. Every podcast or show has like a gimmick that they have, and and we've kind of uh, created one over the past few months. And so yeah. I'll let we have a segment uh, of ours, and feel free to not answer this uh, because you have every right to not answer this. But we realize for some reason we like to talk about bathroom habits often. So uh, we we have this segment of the show that we call Potty Talk, and it really started uh, with how people wipe. <laughs> And we, we had this conversation in in the locker How room. How people wipe? Yes, yeah. because we realized, okay. or or even like there are people. I don't know how to describe it, but there are people who put their toilet roll 
And some will have it where it comes, uh, the toilet paper comes down from the front and some mm-hmm. comes down from the back. I'm trying to think of the least crass way for us to, this, you know, get yeah. you involved in our potty uh, talk segment. But um, if you have ask any- how I wipe. <laughs> that might be a bit much. That's, <laughs> well, we were, uh, to give you some context, we realized there are people like Kofi who will take a whole clump of toilet paper, oh, oh, be real okay. wasteful, and well, he would just pile it up. Let him finish. Would, let him finish. Okay. He would just take like twenty to thirty segments and just crumple it all up, and he would ball it up. But people like Woods and I, where it's like there's some people who will take the roll and will wrap it around their hand or they'll fold. And to me, that's a more, that gives you more options with how you can reuse your toilet paper. So feel free to, you can plead the fifth if you want. I get it's a little weird. But for some reason, the last few months with most of our guests, uh, we we have a potty talk segment. We're working on graphics and maybe some sound effects. (laughs) But uh, yeah, if you'd like to, if there's anything that that you do that you put a spin on, a bathroom experience that maybe we can learn uh, from you. And, 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 and we're not going to judge you, okay? The way that E presented that, you made me seem like a savage that just takes a whole roll of toilet paper and doesn't even <laughs> look. And just, if I wipe, I get it. If I don't, whatever. And then, you know, you try to make it seem classy with the wraparound. So now I feel like there's a bias where she, if she, what if she's a baller too? What if she balls up her toilet paper? Now she feels like she can't do that because she's going to be judged by you. So I think we have to present this in a way where your answer is not going to be judged, at least not by most of us on the, uh, on the podcast. Here. I don't understand how you could wipe when you put it exactly. around your yeah, well, hand. Yeah, why would you do that? So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a folder. I pull a couple oh, of sheets, I fold them up, yeah. and then, you know, I wipe and fold and wipe and fold and wipe and fold it is gone. But some people, they said that they, some people said that they will actively pull the whole roll of toilet paper off the roll so they can better wrap it around their hand. And then they tear it and they slide that whole like wrapped around roll like off their hand mm. and use it. But then some people leave it on their hand and use it. And it's like, there's, we didn't know that there were so many ways to wipe is so what we're saying. Things. And it's okay. it's baffling to us. Cause when we brought it to the locker room, we were talking to like maybe 10 people and we got like eight different answers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Cause you don't well, think about it. I, so the whole toilet paper where it goes one way, where you pull it from under or over, under or over. I've tweeted about that, like maybe a year or two ago, because it became a big thing in my house where it was, I put the toilet paper the wrong way. I'm like, there's not a wrong way. It comes off no whatever way. It just you. It's not harder or easier any other. You know which way? I put it over. Who cares? Apparently, it's supposed to come from the under. You know, if you go to a wow. nice hotel or whatever, it's supposed to come under. I looked it up online because it became a big deal. Mm-hmm. But wow. I don't care. Um, I don't really have a, a fancy way. I just take it, wipe and fold, wipe and fold, like you. Here we go. Um, wow. I, I I wouldn't say I do anything different. I, I don't know. I'm sure everybody does this, but I know I sit on the toilet way past time. Like oh. I just sit there for no reason. No rush. And it's kind of like I'm one of those people who, when I get when I get back to my house, I'll sit in my car forever before I actually walk into my house. So I kind of do that, like on the toilet. I just sit there, yeah, forever, and just like <laughs> I don't want to go back out there. I'm not ready for the world yet. Let me just sit in my peaceful toilet. Yeah, take and a just take a wait until it's time to go. Take a load um, off. There you go. Yeah, I, yeah. I I don't think I have anything that's, I'm, and I'm, I'm not trying to hide anything from you guys. We'll find out. We'll know. Corner your TV. How do you wipe? No, um, no I'm, I'm with you on the on the sitting for too long. So like I had to. It was so bad for at one point just playing games on my phone sitting on the toilet that I had to make a New Year's resolution that I would not sit long enough for my legs to fall asleep. 
Because that's every oh time. Gosh. Every time how, my legs would fall asleep. How long does that take? I'd start playing a game and maybe, maybe 25, 30 minutes. I'd just be playing oh a game on my phone. I'd, I'd forget because I'm comfortable. Can I, yeah. so do you, would you, would you wipe and then just continue to yeah. play? Or do you just, Wait. you know, don't sit in no, it. you just oh. wipe and then you continue you to play? You wipe and you're like, good. And you could like flush, but then like an alert comes up that like a game is on. So like, at first it was like Clash of Clans when we would play a lot. I'd be about to like get up, but then I'd see like the thing, oh, war is about to happen. So I'd get my phone, I'd do the whole war. And then like my legs are asleep. And it's like, oh, then it just huh. translated into other games. And what? it's not a problem you anymore. You gotta get out of there. When you wipe, no, you gotta get out of there. The physical matter. The only reason, exactly, oh, yeah. It's in the so toilet. The only reason yeah. why I don't sit too me. long is because I, yeah, I just imagine. You don't, you don't have like a little hand sandy? Do you guys use um, the, the hand dryers in bathrooms? Uh, sometimes. Sure. It depends. Okay, so when I was younger, my cousin was like, don't use that. There's poop particles flying everywhere. And then when you <laughs> use it, 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 it's on your hands. And so I never, oh. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. So I just oh. imagine when I sit for too long, the poop particles are getting out They're and festering, getting everywhere. Well, not oh. always poop. I don't poop. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't sit for 25 minutes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> if these things happen, yeah, like I said, not a problem. Not yeah, problem. I don't know how you guys sit for so long. I generally find the toilet to be uncomfortable. It's not, I mean, it's not wildly uncomfortable, but it's a lot more comfortable to sit on my couch. So I just want to get my business also done. gigantic. Yeah, maybe. You hover too. Yeah. And that's the thing is you're trying to, you're doing essentially like a wall squat. Not at home. The time. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair, fair. Yeah. Fair. When I'm elsewhere, I'll, I'll hover. <laughs> okay. Get your legs right. All right. Oh yeah. Also. So, okay. So too. So we've got our producer saying it's a, it's a way to have time away from your children. You need a little break. Oh. What kind of parents are you to not want to spend every waking second with your children? I, I'll tell you what kind. We're, we're parents. Yeah, parents. That's what we are. <laughs> Just give me a second, dude. My, man, oh, my, my kids, my, man, my they, they don't give me no privacy either. Open the door. What are you doing, daddy? What, what do you think I'm doing, son? <laughs> you know. My dog will, will try to peek his head. If I don't close the door all the way, he'll be like, hey. He always comes in. <laughs> Is it, unless there's anything that you uh, want to leave your adoring public with, People that love some Bailey. Got any last words for them? We're unfortunately out of time Bailey, with you. So. Huh? Oh, what I forgot that. about that. Yeah. yeah. over? Yeah. yeah. I miss freaking, gosh, that was so fun. I miss tour. I miss traveling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm appreciating the time still, but dang, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else. Flex, you want to say anything? I was hoping Flex would come on, but he's... Not moving now. Camera shot. Oh, here he comes. <laughs> hey, he Flex. Oh. Flex is a dog, by the way. Just yes, for the audio. Flex, listeners. he's my dog. Yeah, yes. you can't tell. He looks like a bear, though. No, I don't have anything else. Thank you guys for having me. I was, I was oh, come on now. excited, and it's an honor and a privilege. And um, you guys are cool. Oh, thank you for thanks, being baby. on. We uh, cool. we're obviously very big fans of yours. And to see your evolution throughout this time and to kind of go through that, like with you along the same path has been uh, really cool to see. And it's just nice to see it all pay off for you because you're one of the like, hardest working people that I've ever met in wrestling. And I know like when we were in development, I'd always try to gas you up, but, like you're the greatest. You're the greatest. Because <laughs> like, I believe I that, you know? And so it's cool to see you get your, get your, your due, you know? Mm-hmm. Now for everybody listening, 
Make sure that you tell your friends about this fantastic podcast where you just got to hear all these amazing stories from your favorite, Bailey. They can listen to it wherever they get their podcast. And if you're listening on Apple, hmm, go ahead and give us those five stars. That's five for E. You go five for E. I got five it. Five for E, baby. <laughs> Epsilon. Well, uh, and so, Bailey, where can they catch you on socials? Twitter is... <laughs> I always forget because they're kind of different. Twitter is... It's Bailey WWE and Instagram. It's me, Bailey. Uh, you if not, they're switched other ways. <laughs> well, we'll have them in there in the description. Yeah. Uh, you catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Austin Creed wins. And you can catch the YouTube channel up, up, down, down uh, on YouTube, obviously. And make sure you go to uddshop.com for all your up, up, down, down clothing apparel needs. Yeah, catch me at True Kofi on the Twitter and at the True Kofi on the gram. Mm. I'm at WWE Biggie on Twitter and on Instagram. But if you think that means a thing to me, you think I give a damn whether you follow, whether you unfollow. I don't give a damn. What's the point? You know what I mean? Why do we why are we on these apps? I got nothing really to say anymore. I petered out, clearly. Look at me, I'm coasting on social. Coasting. (laughs) 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 Not a thing. But catch your boy on Laser Wolf. Uh, It's on HBO Max right now, season one is. Season two is coming in December on Adult Swim. It's fun, Uh, enjoy it. Uh, Also, the New Day Charity Tea, you can find the link on my Twitter. It is my pinned tweet. And it's in my Instagram bio. All the proceeds go to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. You can find the New Day podcast t-shirt on WWE Shop. Support your boys who are tickling your eardrums every single week. And uh, catch me out in these streets in Lando Lakes, uh, Pasco County, uh, greater Tampa Bay area. Because I might be moving some units. Units of what? what? I don't know. <laughs> but I got time. And I'm going to think of something to move. Don't y'all worry. I'm going to move it. I'm going to find it. And I'm, I'm going to move it. <laughs> well, as you're Googling to try to figure out what E is moving and when, you can go ahead and Google New Day Podcast if you're having trouble finding it anywhere. And it'll come up. You see the pink picture of the three black guys' faces on it. You click that. And you're listening to your boys. So again, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Thank you again to our fantastic guest, Bailey. We will see you guys. Well, you'll hear us next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get out. Shit. Get gone. (laughs) I'm done with you. Leave. Turn it off, man. Go away.